I will build my church, and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. And upon this rock I will build my church, and the gate of hell shall not prevail against it. Hallelujah. Upon this rock, this rock, not Peter, this rock. Hallelujah. This rock, the revelation of who he is, the confession of who he is. Upon this rock, hallelujah, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I ask God to bless tonight. Brother Garrett, would you pray God's blessing on the message tonight? Oh, praise God tonight. As you stand in your presence, I feel a need to hear from all of you. My God, bless your mighty anointing. Come upon your servant tonight. And I know not our ears to hear and our hearts to hear. Have your way right now, Lord, in Jesus. Hallelujah. You may be seated. I want to speak to you tonight. For a little while on this subject, God's church shall be finished. God's church shall be finished. It's not finished yet. If it was, it'd be gone. It's in the finishing stages, and God's building this church. But uh, it's not going for it yet, so it's not finished yet. Hallelujah. As far as the mind of God is concerned, if the mind said that God cancels things that he not, it's though they are. Now, I don't understand that kind of talk, but that's God's language. And that's what the book says. And I believe that tonight, don't you? I don't understand somehow all I know about it, but uh, you've got to accept it for one thing. And uh, God's church shall be finished. Uh, Satan has sought out many inventions since the Garden of Eden episode to try to destroy the kingdom of God and try to destroy the church of God. I'm not talking about an organization tonight. I'm not talking about the church of God. Hallelujah. And uh, he has tried to destroy the church. Satan does not like the church of God. He doesn't like that he hates it. Because he knows that his eventual downfall will be because of this church triumphant. Hallelujah to God. Satan has sought out many inventions to destroy, to tear down this great doctrine of one God. Now, I got a theory. I'm going to tell you what it is, and after that you forget. Don't preach it. Don't even tell it to anybody. But I believe that God had trouble in heaven one time. I'm sure he did. As a matter of fact, I believe that the Trinity doctrine was started in heaven. I'm sure it is. That blows you have to preach, did Somebody said, I wouldn't be afraid to say something like that. I'm not. Because I know where I'm going. I know what I'm talking about. I believe that the sin of idolatry can be traced right back to heaven. 
And Satan said, I will ascend above the stars and above God, and I will be like God. And the reason why that God could not allow the devil to do that was because the book said that the Word of God is forever written and buried in heaven. And before a prophet of God ever wrote the verse down, it was in the mind of God that I am God, and by, beside me there is no other. And this kills the doctrine of the Trinity to come equal person because you said there is none like this. They say there's three of them alike, and he said there's none like this. Before a man of God ever took a pen on the inspiration of the Spirit and said there is none like me, it was in the plan and the mind of God that there be none like God. And Satan's always had believers. Now don't forget that. He drew a third part of the angels with it. He said, I'm going to be like God. And if God booted Satan out, and wouldn't let him be like him. Right. What makes you think he's got two more persons like him up there? Hallelujah. Right. I made somebody last night mad as a wet sick hen. Praise God, but that's all right. Hallelujah. Somebody say amen. Somebody told me last night that you better be careful what you preach. You, you better be careful. Let me tell you something tonight, ladies and gentlemen. That's the exact of what's happened to the ministry in the last 25 years. Amen. The devil put the spirit of fear on them. And I'm going to tell you tonight, I've got the spirit of truth. And I'm not afraid of he devils. Demons. Demons go hypocrite. Overseers. Hiding seers. Go underseers. Everybody say amen. Oh, 
said in Ephesians 5 and 27 that he is going to present himself a glorious church. Without spot. Yeah. All of that All of that privilege. Somebody said to me the other day, one of those stupid Trinitarian preachers came to me on the radio and they said to me, he said, why don't understand? Said, here you believe that Jesus is God. And I don't know how he can be God and yet intercede to a throne. How can he intercede to his own throne? I said, I don't understand. I said, I don't even understand how he's going to present himself to church. Have you ever seen anybody present himself with something? That looks pretty stupid on our part. We're not looking at you tonight trying to present me with something. But if I was up here and out there, it wouldn't be hard, would it? I didn't know that God's everywhere. Everybody watches present himself at church. He's everywhere. Oh, I feel something building right here now. Hallelujah. Someone said to me today, said, you better be careful and not sit down on you. I'll tell you, I've got a bulldozer, Brother Priest, yeah. Hallelujah. Brother Bob said he had a bulldozer. Then he cried, yeah. i got a bulldozer in the back row of taxes. He'll come to the back row. I don't want to be careful. I'll be a whole baby for yourself. Hallelujah. Somebody said, thank you, Jesus. God will finish his church. God is going to finish this church that he started to build. How many believe that tonight? Somebody said, well, if the Lord's going to build a church and he's going to finish it, look, it looks to me like that the church has come to Screeching Hall. It looks to me like that all the great strides and all the great progress that we used to make has cooled off and people have cooled down and the time has subsided and the, uh, the water has abated and it looks like that the airplane has come to a screeching hop. I want to tell you something. I used to build houses with my dad. And I'll tell you what's the truth. We could put up a house almost before you could say shit. And I'll tell you after you get the roof on it and get the shingles on it and get the chip up on it. I'll tell you and get the brick on it. You just got started. That inside prayer work, brother, it takes a whole lot longer to get it done. Hallelujah. I'll tell you right now, it doesn't take too much of a carpenter to go out and take a uh, 16 pin and nails and a 16 ounce framing hammer and frame around and bang around on two or four studs. You don't have to hit the same place but about every fifth lick. So when you get to trimming dust, you better get rid of that 16 ounce hammer and get you a 13 ounce hammer and learn how to stop with that nail before you leave elephant tracks on the trail. The reason we're not making such big strides now, we're down to the details of this thing. We're down to the fine point. You know, I used to uh, contract painting for a living. Matter of fact, I still got my equipment. Sometimes I have to get the curse to me because then once in a while I hit the barn and I go paint a while. I preach a while, I'll paint a while. And I went to paint a house a few months ago for a and she said, oh, she said, you see my door? I said, yes, ma'am. She said, there's a door across town that's blown my mind. And said, I want to know if you've seen it. I said, what street you on? She said, Wicked Street. I said, is it that little brick house with a beige trim and the, the little brown doodads on the door? And she said, that's it. I said, I'm the one painting. And she said, I got to have one just like it. I said, so it costs you. 
She said, well, all the other painters get $6 to open it. I said, I get 16 for them. She said, why? I said, I can paint them others with a four-inch brush. But when I paint that, I got to get the artist brush out, and it takes a heat long. And I don't paint for nothing. All right. Hallelujah. Let me tell you, you can build a house, and you can take it for two before stuff don't get right. My daddy used to have a coffee gun he called it three-quarter inch pudding. And, uh, <laughs> and so I said, hey, daddy, you left the bad crap. He said, get the three-quarter inch putty out. Because I know none of you brothers don't know what to talk about it. But, uh, <laughs> hey, man, but if a stud don't get right, you can take it on a dull hatchet and chop and beat and bang around on and get it in. And it don't make a whole lot of difference what it looks like as long as you get it nailed in good because you got to put the pro-line dots in and you got to put the chip lap on the outside and you got to put the brick in the mirror and you got to go on the inside and put the drywall and nobody ever see it. And I want to tell you something. When you walk up the big old beautiful bird sliding door and you want to put that little lock in there, you don't talk on the top of it with a hatchet. You better have a tool Oh, I feel something 
basic talent and special tools to finish the thing out. My dad is a good country, but he was sloppy. When I say good, I just simply mean he had a knowledge of it and could do it when he wanted to do it, but half the time he didn't want to do it. He'd go through a beautiful door with that altar, and when it started coming through the other side, he wouldn't pull it out and walk around, stick it in that little hole and go that way. He'd just, and when he'd come out the other side, you had splinter that long, it looked like a star around the door. <laughs> and he thought you could overhaul the house and paint brush the paint. Can't the coffee Have you ever seen houses that people put up and they look beautiful when they moved in? But you let the winter come and let the cold air hit and next spring you walk around, the cutting shook up, look like swivel up wings that didn't fall too long and he left out the sun, he pieces of hanging down. Nailheads are standing. These pieces of trim curl up like an anointing rug and stuck up, look like a red antenna on the outside of the house. Hallelujah. Glory. Sure, it's right. Hallelujah. Everybody that says, Lord, Lord, it's not going to make it in. Everybody that hollers, Carpenter, Carpenter, King Henry, it's off. Hallelujah. It's going to take special tools, special men. Right. Hallelujah. Yes. Get this church ready to go. Amen. It's going to have to be spotless and without bliss. Yes. you believe that tonight? Yes. Somebody sit there a moment. If God's going to have a church, and since God's got a church, what does all these other folks fit in? They don't. But the Revelation says they were that. For that. That's right. They're not in there with that. But they're in. Some of us said that's double talk. No, that's sensible talk. They're out, but they're in. They're out of the bride. They're in the moon. I'm going to tell you something here tonight. I'm going to preach this. It takes me to midnight. Somebody said they'll fire you Friday night. They can fire me tonight. But I'm going to get home sick anyhow. I ain't heard Barbara's neck since Monday morning. Praise God. Now I'm serious. I don't want to go anywhere. Because I've seen about a hundred of you last night that I'd like to stay around a week or two just see what you do at the end of this day. There's some fence riders. Yeah. Yeah. You know what happens to fence riders? They're like a man one time that was in the, the Confederate Army and he decided he wanted to fight on either side. I'm going to preach it and then let's have it. I pull it off the two the preacher, and then I'm going to get it. <laughs> so he come off of the Confederate Army, and he took off the Confederate coat, and kept on the Confederate trousers. Yeah. Richard. 
has got religion. The word religion, the word religion is in the Bible. Five times. Only one time out of the five was it ever called good. The other four times it was convinced. The only time religion was called good was when the Bible added one word. Pure religion. And not the power before God is to visit the widows and orphans and their afflictions and to keep himself unspotted from the world. So if a man has got salvation, he has pure religion. But if a man has just got religion, he does not have salvation. So what I'm trying to say tonight, that the woman of the world, her people and her saints, she's got saints too. Hallelujah. They are religionists. But the people that are in the white are salvationists. Hallelujah. You say, why are you preaching like this? Because the distinction and the line between the children of the wife and the children of the woman are so close that if you don't know the truth, some of you wouldn't know the difference. The Bible said that the children of the bottom woman are more than the children of the free. That's why Cindy Graham and all of her fellow social beings can get together and draw a hundred thousand people. You got the United States of America president comes through town. He just bought him a new Lincoln cost five hundred thousand dollars. And it didn't suit him, they took it back to well they made new things. And hit the repairs over. Now the children of the born woman are more than the free. You know an apostolic preacher come to town. Driving money costs nine thousand. Hallelujah. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I've seen these old houses that is going to their doctors and come back and say, He's a My God. $35 a trip. Just to look at you, Jake Hawkins, blood punching, catch you on the head and say, Come back. I'll open up the office and let all of you come once a day. Every two or three months of 35 bucks. And I'll treat you now, too. Hallelujah. And you ride down the street, you ride by their houses, and they say, Oh, my doctor lives back. Look how successful he's been. Split level. Tri level. Two cars. Sports cars. Friend boat, fast boat, yacht. He's been very successful. But the right now, the solid preacher's house, and see two or three fishing rods hanging up in the, in the car, what they say? Come! Come! I wouldn't give him a lot of time. 
Kind of reminds me of a little story I heard one time. A drunk was walking through the backyard of a man's house. And the guy was grilling. And he had him a chicken on a rotisserie and was turning. The guy was turning his rotisserie and had the fire going. He said, hey, drunk, get out of my yard. He said, I'm not drunk. He said, you are. You're drunk. He said, get out of my yard. He said, well, I'll tell you one thing. I may be drunk, but I'm not stupid. He said, because you don't know that your muck is on fire and your organs doesn't quit dragging. <laughs>
put the Lord on them, they're not children of the Lamb. They're not in the blood. I said they're not in the blood. Hallelujah to God. Let me tell you something. The church of Jesus Christ produces sons of God. The church of Rome produces hearts. I want you to know tonight I've got my sights set on nobody but Satan himself. Hallelujah to God. I saw three or four women last night in the left. Hallelujah to God. Got wounded in the service. Limp on. God's not going to give you no pension. You get crippled up in the Word of God, you just limp the rest of your life until you get right with God. Hardest thing in the world I ever had to do in my life was admit I was wrong. I said I had to admit I was wrong. I had to look in the mirror and one day and say, I, my father, amen, has preached to me lies. I've inherited lies. That's hard to do, somebody say amen. But I had to do it and some of you had to do it. Where's the lamb's children? 
I said, I come out of that world. I got the power of that stinking ball and Lord always a going. Always a driving. I couldn't go, I couldn't tell the time of day, Mark. Call me on the phone. You gotta leave the door. He <laughs> called me one time and I said, Go to Hackett with your board. Hallelujah to God. If you know where Hackett is, that's the next place past Carmen. Hallelujah. I said, Hogwash with your board. Bless God, I ain't worried about your board. If Moses would have had a cock out it more, would have got me. We never would have got it. Hallelujah. Yeah, yeah, so I said, I want to be on the board. Well, God let the preacher drill about 24 holes in a plant and put you on that. Hallelujah. Folks right. is looking for pats on the back. I tell you what most folks need. They need a pat on the back as long as it's hard enough and low enough. Yeah. Another's offices, 
And I don't care whether you believe this or not, but this is a God's truth. Strike me dead, God, if it ain't the truth. And leave nothing but my ashes in my shoes. They don't even have to give a U-Haul trailer to move. They, haul, they tear their furniture across the backyard and move them out of one of those houses. Because there's a certain house goes with a certain job. Tear the furniture out of the back door across a big old lot on the next street, the back door of the other house. They just move it because they got to keep the backyard chopped down and moving from one house up. And then they go around crowing about mission. They think it's something to raise a $100,000 mission, and if the truth is not, about 10 or 20% of it finally reaches the mission field, and the rest of it is sent for a bunch of bomb hires, short-dressed women in some office somewhere, and a bunch of top-dead preachers riding around, are living off of the fat of the land. Somebody say hallelujah to
really? Just got out of Bible college last month. Uh, <laughs> oh, they go to school and say hog for hog and log for log, pants for pants. They go to college and they come back. I want to preach the lion, the Holy Spirit. seen them big dogs walk up and get a hold of the Bible stands and brace themselves and
I don't weigh but 165 there. When I started preaching, I didn't weigh but 105 15 years ago. Little old skinny, bow-legged, narrow-eyed fellow like me and had to have 12 big old guys who gave up on me in my room. Yeah, that's the way they do it. One of them had been eating spaghetti with lots of garlic and he leaned over with one of my eyes and said, if you get too big, we'll bust you over a room. There may be some man I could have spit finish nails. I ain't gonna lie about it. You tell me you could take it up, it man and call you a liar. I got mad. You know what I told him? I said, puncture it now, bless God. <laughs> See, it's revenge. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody's supposed to fight the system. It reminds me of the wall in Berlin. Yeah. Uh, Try climbing over and see if you don't get your high temperature. Yes, <laughs> you better believe I'm preaching. Yes, sir, doctor. I look good preaching when I hear it. This is good. Does anybody understand what I'm preaching tonight? 
by means of a whorish woman, a man is brought to a piece of bread. Somebody said, well, what does that mean? Means what it says. A whorish woman will bring a man to nothing but a piece of bread. Somebody said, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with having a piece of bread when you can have a whole loaf? The Bible didn't say that the Holy Ghost will lead you in the peace of truth or part truth, but it leads you in the all truth. I don't want a piece of bread. I want to be in the home of that bread. Somebody say hallelujah. Oh yes, he brought to a piece of bread and the adulterous will hunt for the precious life. And he said, can a man take fire in his bosom and his clothes not be burned? Can you walk up on hot coals and his feet not be burned? Whosoever commits the death of the woman lacketh understanding. Lacketh understanding. He that doeth it destroyeth his own son. The man of God preached this morning. I'm not going to try to preach this sermon. But he read from the fourth chapter, the seventh chapter of Proverbs, a story about the prophet of God or the man of God standing in his house looking out on the street from his casement. And he said, I saw a young man among the simple ones, void of understanding. Didn't have no understanding. And he said he was walking toward her house. And when she called him, the Bible said she kissed him. Hallelujah. Yes, yes. She kissed him and she was brave. And she said, I've done got the covers turned back on the bed. And I'm ready to take you on. Don't worry about it, brother. Said, I've already got my bed perfumed. Yeah, Woo, you never snuck nothing like it. Knock your hat in the creek and blow your mind. Yeah. Hallelujah. I've got my bed already decorated. i got the cover turned down and got it perfumed. Let you and me go in and love all night long until daylight. Let's fill ourselves with love and let's solve ourselves. Why? Because she said my old man's gone off in a bar and he's got a big bag of money and he ain't gonna be back for a while. That's where the devil's got a hood week. They think that God's gone off and God's going to watch the hood. They think God's going to turn it. But I want to tell you, God's not going to hurt. He knows it. And with much fair speech she caused him to yield with the flattery of her tongue, she forced him. The flattery of her tongue. But he ain't never had nothing like that. He let his mama kiss him on the brow. She tapped him on the jaw and kissed him on the jaw. But this cousin got a hold of him and they really laid one on him. He went on the pieces. Some of these ignorant saints go to some of these old systems 
and trying to proselyte members out of anybody else's church because they ain't got God and get great and gross and get up and spit the ring and smoke and get out and get the rod and say, hey, all right. And then they go over there and they um, we said, that Somebody told me I didn't look at over 30. I'd give my $20. <laughs> Hallelujah. And I said, I believe you forgot your message. No, no. No, God's going to finish his church. That's right. Hallelujah. God's going to finish his church. It started. You hear that tonight. You believe that. This woman's got a church and trying to pass it off for God's church. But the real true people of God know the difference. And all got to hurry, but let me finish this year. And said, he going, she forced him. She broke him down. Forced him. It's not hard for me to understand why saints are running around. Not hard at all. If I was a woman wanting to wear my dresses up above my knees and wipe my hair off, I wouldn't go to all Jordan leader. Amen. I go hit one of these churches that claim to have the Holy Ghost and baptism in Jesus' name. Make your bottom shine and your top shine and your side shine and your front shine and your back shine and everything else shine. Yeah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. Somebody said, I wish the preachers could get baptized with the Spirit. Some of them need to get baptized with death. Short, 
You in the bed with her? Yeah. I'd give twenty dollars right now, almost, for Amen. I'll say all month. I'll say all month. All those you got. I'll bring you. He goes as the ox straightway to the slaughter and as a fool to the correction of the stocks. Till a daughter, old man's going to come in and stab him in the back. While he's right in the act with it, he's going to stab him. Right through his back, right on through his heart. God said he's going to stab, stop and stab him. Going to strike him with a dart through his liver. As a bird hastened to the snare and knoweth not that is for his life. And he says, Hearken unto me now, therefore, O ye children, and attend to the words of my mouth. Let not thy heart decline to her way. You don't even need to know her way, praise God. Let not your heart be kind of her ways, and do not restrain her power. For she has, God, I just saw something. You in the red tonight. Oh God, I felt something hallelujah. Now, yeah. try to get your seat belt if you got to show the heart is pretty long. Yeah. Come on. All right. Read it, Elder. You take the night of some great men of God. That's already died. Put the night grave a broken heart. You think that some old gray-headed men tonight that sit somewhere in a little old house that's not hard to admit to live in and bring the two and build churches and make proselytes and got politics and go to jail tonight because that sister got a hold of them and learned the right about them. All right. All right. If I don't know what I'm preaching about, let me read you this. For she has cast down many wounded. Yea, these strong men have been slain by her. When she gets through with you, brother, she's through with you. I said, when she gets through with you, she's through with you. Some of you sitting back there, and you've got your heels in the mud, but I got my bulldozer out. Hallelujah. Many men, good men, have been cast down because of her. The Bible said in the last verse, her house is the way to hell. Yeah, we're at least. All right. Got one in that over there close to me. He first thing you know, he's got the tennis pretty much sign out the yard put the DD on it. I guess that stands for dumb dog. That's what I was in 56 said. Yeah. Uh-huh. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm a DD, a devil disturber. Praise God to not have television. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 
And I've done something else, I guarantee you, nobody in this church has ever done. I took a piano bench one night, bless God, and had everybody in my church to come and put their rings in it. And when I got it, I had a brand new shovel I went and bought that day and had it stuck on the platform. And when I got them all in there, I put them in a pork jar. I got my car went by myself, climbed the mountain and dug a hole, bless God, and buried five and six and seven hundred dollar diamond rings.
you go back up after service?
The man's wife won't say he's the second. The woman said he's the second person you've got here. Lamb's wife said he's first and last. Glory! 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 Glory!
Pentecostal preaching halls and Brother Bill Garrett. I didn't know who a lot of us until March of 13, six years ago. Oh, hallelujah. You can't go to schools like this. He said, Most is likely to be honest to you. But the Spirit, the Spirit will be able to you. You didn't like this from nobody. The Spirit, my Father, which is in heaven.